Welcome to Latinas Unscripted, where we take you through our journey in the entertainment industry and much more. Welcome back to another episode of Latinas Unscripted. I'm Carrie. And I'm Denise. Previously, we spoke a little bit about what we do in the entertainment industry, and the listeners have a little bit of an idea, but how about we dive more into that? You worked at X Factor, was it? I did. My first job as a production assistant was in X Factor. It was back in 2012, and it was the same year that Camila Cabello auditioned. Yes, girl. So you basically are besties with Camila Cabello. That's what I'm yeah, you understanding. Yeah, we go way back into when she auditioned, and I was there, but she didn't see me, but that's okay. That was shot in Miami. I was in Miami for that for a couple of days, and then I heard up about another job opening up as a casting assistant. I interviewed for that once I was done with my gig in Miami, and that was also in Miami itself. And this was for a show for stars. And what show was it? It was called Magic City. It was a timepiece, a period piece. I'm, I'm not going to talk too much okay. into this. Listeners, you can look into it if you want more information. Did it air? It did. Okay. It did air. No longer airing. You got to keep in mind, this is eight plus years ago. It's very good point because some people are not aware of that. But this show did air and I went into do an interview and they asked me, it's like, okay, great. Can you start tomorrow? And I was like, oh, absolutely. (laughs) I I, like part of me is like, yes, go get it. And another part of me is like, I literally brought like four changes of clothes and I know I'm not going to be able to go back home for like a week or two because they needed somebody to like work every day kind of a thing. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I need a job. Let's do it. So I started working. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yep. And I did also work with a casting director for a few months on other gigs. And then work started drying up. Again, I was one of the last people to come into the team. So I was let go. And at that point, I'm like, great. I'm in Miami. Now I have my own apartment. And I don't have a job. And I didn't have a job for months, which happens when you're starting off as a production assistant. And especially, I would say at that point in Miami, because there was... There was things going on like music videos and reality show, but everything was very short. The time period itself was like, oh, we're going to film. They were short gigs. Yeah, short gigs. It was nothing that it was for months. So usually they find their people, they work and they're done. At that point, I'm like, all right, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. There's an opportunity in Georgia. Here's the catch, though. I have to work as a local. For the listeners out there, what it means as a production assistant when they're asking you to work as a local is that they're paying you, obviously, for working, but you have to put yourself up, meaning that you have to have your own transportation. You have to have your own housing and everything. That is not where my brain went. I would have assumed. What what did you think? (laughs) Like You have to just know all the cool spots and then like like locals do. (laughs) That's where my brain went. (laughs) obviously very wrong (laughs) i wish it was that but you know what i had rent i had bills and i had no job i know i'm gonna be spending money on putting myself up but i'm still gonna be making money so it's gonna even out so Mm -hmm. i took job went to georgia and this was a project for nickelodeon it was a live action movie and am i allowed to know what movie this is well let's play a guessing game i know i'm gonna give it away by just saying there's a sponge you worked on the spongebob movie yes <laughs> what yeah. i had no idea i did i okay. did <laughs> that's awesome i love spongebob guys i am a nerd for spongebob wow wait that's so cool yes i know we all love nickelodeon did you get any merch no well i mean here's the thing no spongebob merch for the spongebob team working on the spongebob movie i know 
I'm a little I disappointed. Know. It's okay. I know, I know, I know, I know. But <laughs> again, even on this, they had already started filming. So I was coming in oh, okay. a little bit after. Let me tell you how I basically lived in a different place every week production assistant life trying to put myself up until luckily these crew members i was like hustling bustling out there and i told them they knew about my situation they approached me i've barely spoken to them they approached me and they're like hey we heard that you are looking for a place that's a testament to the type of person that you are honestly (laughs) i was gonna say a testament for people that are are willing to help well yes but also like you don't want to help out you know i don't know sometimes if the person is giving you like oh yeah they're working hard and they're trying to make it yeah that was that's the energy that you were giving so people wanted to help you like (laughs) and you're just genuinely a nice person not surprised i'm happy that they She's blushing. She's <laughs> blushing, folks. Just saying. But yeah, no, sorry to interrupt you, but can continue. That to me, it was like, it's all about the little things, right? I was like, oh, wow. Like, I've barely spoken to you guys and you guys approached me and offered me a place. They're like, yeah, we're being put up and we have an extra room. You don't have to pay anything. Yes. Wow. I, I, I was like, can you? Can it's you like the stars again? aligning. Yes. I, I, I thought I was just hearing something, but he actually said that. So that helped me. I was so happy. Oh, the little things. Then after that, finished with that gig, back on the work hunt because that's how it is. So then opportunity came up in Orlando to work for Hispanic television show and for Telemundo. I did that and I started working in the art department. And then from there, the production designer actually was based in L.A. You see? You see where my story's going? Yep, it's coming. He was based in L.A. and I was working for him. And then once we were done filming, he actually needed a coordinator for his company. Between that job popping up and then one of my friends that I was working with in that show wanting to move to L.A. to work, I was like, oh, this is great. This is a great opportunity yeah for me to go to la but i'm not fully going by myself because i'm going with somebody that i know now i have to ask you you've already you've spoken about your experience and you work in casting departments as a pa yes. you also worked in the producing like for for producers i yeah i've assisted producers and i also worked with production now what made you like one more than the other casting. did you did you prefer casting when you were doing like what you right now you're basically my you're a producer what made you decide to go that route as opposed to like a casting director route seeing that you have experience in both well here's the thing casting always was the the how would i say it, it was like planted the seed i think that's okay. the best way to say it because when i was i'm going back a little bit when i was in the film program we got exposed to different departments mm-hmm. it was more hands-on we weren't tied to a book it's it was like we we're interning basically in different productions and we got to see like i did special effects so i got to see what they did i also got to do production and i got to do casting once i got to do casting i realized i'm like oh i like this why because you are finding talent and you're helping them in their process and where they want to be i like that part of helping people now casting opened that door for me and because of casting is where I am today as a producer because I wanted to help people and help talent, but now I'm helping them but tell their story. 
That was so beautiful. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Do you guys see what I mean? She's so nice. She's like, my career basically comes from wanting to help people. Like, how how nice can you get? I truly, I have to ask you because I, I just know I've worked with other people in those like various departments. So I do know that there is like a level of difference to them. And I was just genuinely wondering what made you like choose one over the other but it seems like they both kind of interconnected for you and and led you to where you're at with producing and now you you currently produce for reality tv is there a a yearning for you to move into scripted into the scripted space as a producer or do you want to stay growing in the reality tv space hmm that's a loaded question denise no (laughs) take your take your time that's what i'm here for asking the juicy questions what i would say As I continue to grow, Mm -hmm. I continue to grow as a producer. And as I continue to learn, I'm gearing more to wanting to create my own content for anything that is educational, documentary. I would I want to share stories. That's where I'm at. I love that you mentioned that you worked for for Telemundo because I I feel like we now have like two companies that we have in common yes Telemundo being one of them but my experience in Telemundo was like completely we did completely different things for that company wait tell me a little bit more about this so for for me when I was at Telemundo I worked for their programming department and it was only for a few months but in their programming department I kind of became what they liked to call like their millennial view (laughs) basically (laughs) basically they wanted to be sure that their novelas that they were putting out wait i'm gonna stop you right there yes can you tell our listeners what novelas are basically they're soap operas with a majority of some kind of latino or hispanic characters yes it's our version of soap operas like yeah it's basically a spanish-speaking soap opera although there are plenty from brazil too so there are portuguese ones portuguese novelas portuguese language i mean but yes working as their they they what they ended up explaining to me they had this like docket of novelas that were going to be premiering but they just wanted to know whether or not it would be appealing to people our age because when you think of novelas, the demographics are usually our moms or our older aunts yeah. or our grandmothers. That's usually the target, but they wanted to target a younger audience specifically. Mm. Having me there, I, I'm pretty sure I was the youngest person in the programming department at the time. Were you watching novelas? Like, they, was that part of your job? Yeah, so part of my job ended up, it, it kind of developed that way, but it ended up becoming... A situation where I was given access to a bunch of novelas that had yet to air publicly in the systems of Telemundo. And you had VIP access, Sunny. Pretty much. So I was giving my mom heads up on like novelas that were going to be coming out that she should actually watch. Oh, she was loving that. She was. I was like, look, you don't watch novelas all the time, but this one's going to be coming out on this day. You should watch it. I think it's good. I've seen all of it already. <laughs> I would watch and then I'd be pulled into meetings to just like, what did you think about it? And these meetings had a plethora of different people, like different company titles, different titles around the company. It was so funny because I would give my my viewing experience as a viewer. Sometimes when I view things, I get excited or upset or, you know, I'm very 
actively emotional with the things you get that invested I wa- I get emotionally invested, invested. Yes. yes especially when i like what i'm watching i was talking to all these people just like as a viewer and these are like bosses of bosses and all these things and i kept on being pushed into like oh wow like tell us more so you'd continue watching this would you not would you stop oh you don't like this character okay can you come into our next meeting that's how it ended up becoming so the spotlight was on you well in, in a way, I was like, they they were like, yes, Denise, tell so, us. It was more so I was basically telling them, like, for the novelas that I did enjoy, yes, you have you have a market here for someone in my age group that's not just your older generation that you usually target. I would be involved and invested in watching this, slash I am, slash give me access to more episodes. Pretty sure I watched two whole, two or three whole novelas to completion, yeah, while working there. But again, it was working for, it was pretty awesome. I also ended up PAing. My time, when my couple months there was very interesting because I had, I had expressed interest in their live programming, which was Un Nuevo Día. What did that air? Was it Telemundo also? Yes. Um, And their studio for Un Nuevo Día was just a was located right by where the office was. What I, is Un Nuevo Día? It's basically Good Morning America. It's their equivalent. But yes, uh, I ended up vocalizing that I had interest in seeing what it would be like to work there. And they let me shadow. And the shadowing ended up somehow becoming me being an assistant and helping out preparing when the show was gonna start i had my own headset like i have a picture of like a headset in the middle like before a show like, in the middle of a commercial break for the show how did you feel when you got handed I, folks it's a pretty big deal <laughs> pretty big deal when i'm gonna asking her how did she feel about getting a headset is because it's a pretty big I, I think it was like on the first time that i got the headset passed to me I, I felt so awesome i started getting invited the meetings that they would have before like after the show taped like for the next day before all the talent left I'm telling you, this was insane. But I also, I think it's a testament to just, I, I was working hard and yeah. investing my time so that they would know that I'm a helpful person for you guys. I'm here. I be So during the Christmas special, I was their runner. So I was literally back and forth getting the talent, bringing the talent onto set, taking the talent back, finding talent that went missing because they were doing something else. <laughs> I was on it. She is a glorified babysitter. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. No, sometimes I, you... It, Disney could get really busy and we were we I think we got there at like four, it's a big place four or five o'clock in the morning was like our call time it was very wow. very early it was still dark yeah I think it was like four o'clock it was still dark in the castle and everything was dark outside you're um, basically opening up Disney huh yes yeah no it exactly was that and like even I got to see when they start cleaning before people come in like it was a whole thing but it was so much fun yeah, I, I'm so happy that I was able to experience that. And then as like a nice little gift, Disney did give us access to like ride. I think we got to go into the Avatar world. Oh, yeah. Wow. So I got to ride on the crazy. It's it's like you're on a creature from Avatar. And it's like a, not even 3D. It's like 4D at that point, because the thing that you're riding, mm-hmm. it has gills like there's things on it. So it, it's just as if it's a real creature that's like breathing on you. And so you actually feel like you're in. I was, I love that ride so much that when it ended, I like, you wanted to go again? I screamed out. I was like, why did this end? It was magical. It transported you. So I was like the best, the best gift that I got after that. I got to participate in shooting of the Christmas special for them. I, it was a lovely time. And everyone that I met there was so kind and so sweet and supportive. It was, it was an awesome time. And I got to work in Miami. I do have a question for you. Our listeners are hearing your experiences, but they don't know how did you get to be part of these shows? With the PAGE program, which I spoke about a little bit in 
our previous episode, one of my placements ended up becoming Telemundo. They NBC Universal. They all they have like a set of amount of pages that they can disperse around the company, and we are brought in. I can't remember the amount, the exact amount of people that come in at a time, but it has to, it's less than twenty, okay. or maybe like twenty on the dot. Essentially, your placements are based on your interests and things that you've done in your experience before. And because NBC Universal in New York wanted to maintain a good good standing relationship with Telemundo in Miami, in Florida, they asked me and another coworker of mine, we were both the only Spanish speakers, and they said, would you guys be interested in living and working in Miami for a while so that we can have pages work in Miami and Telemundo? I said yes. And I ended up being sent over. So yeah, it was all thanks to that uh, page program because again, you end up having so many different jobs there, but it is based on your previous experience. You interview around and they wanted to you know, capitalize on the fact that yes, I did speak Spanish. So I, I had access to this market and I could potentially make it there. So I said, yeah. So I spent a couple months down there. I want to touch a little bit upon you just mentioned because I spoke Spanish. Right now, as a Latina in the entertainment industry, how has your journey been? Do you feel like you've gotten more opportunities? Do you feel like you've have to work harder for it? How do you feel? It, the journey, even through the educational process, when you have a brain that is exposed to two languages continuously throughout your entire upbringing, sometimes the languages meld. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and you make up words, too. That happens very often. I make up words in English <laughs> and in Spanish. So I, I do think that it's always I do have to be consciously more careful in term, in professional settings just to make sure that. I'm speaking properly in whatever language, whether it's a meeting in Spanish to make sure that I am speaking my Spanish and not sprinkling in English or making up Spanish words. But the same thing goes in English because I've had times where I've pronounced a word maybe for the first time and it's an English word and I'll pronounce it with the Spanish accent. Just it happens. Um, Your wires are all crossed. That's how I describe it. (laughs) But I think on a professional setting, I, I bring a lot to the table and I'm not shy to express like my background show mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. this is my background and this is where I come from and I also have this extra element of speaking another language and and wanting to expose other elements of media to that like I'm so open to that especially in the children's space which is where I'm at now I love that when I was younger I had friends like I had a friend who was Lebanese in kindergarten and I ended up learning a little like she would go visit her family she'd bring back food or gifts and little things from her culture and I love that I would watch TV shows that were like Japanese and which you still do exactly and like (laughs) I had exposure to this Japanese content and then I had friends who were black like African-American and I had exposure to their background and culture and yes it's the consequence or not consequence but it's like a a benefit of having lived in the melting pot that is new Mm -hmm. york city which is where i'm from but going into my career i find myself continuing to want to help the world see that and then bring that in into like everything that i do reeling back in your question has it helped me i hope that it has uh i hope that people would see that as a benefit in me although again sometimes your language wires can get crossed and it 
if anything, I just make it a funny because why not laugh if I make up a word? <laughs> they usually sound ridiculous anyways. I would have to agree with you and our wires getting crossed yeah. because I am, well, this is more a little bit on the personal aspect, but I'm guilty of making up words in Spanish because there comes a point we're speaking English all the time and then we only speak Spanish when we need it at work or when we're talking to family. That's mm-hmm. basically it, right? Or we speak Spanglish with oh, friends yes. like you and yes. I. We speak Spanglish all to each other all and it's seamless like we'll just go from english to spanish spanish to english english to spanish spanish to english like and and (laughs) it's it becomes this dance of this is absolutely another language but we don't think twice about it our brains can keep up with it yes it's pretty wild i think and also on that it just taps in a different area of your brain that you're using (laughs) you're like oh i have to use this side i have to use two different sides of my brain yeah because you're like translating words and i mean anybody not just for spanish speakers i'm just talking in general to the public anybody who speaks a second language i know you can relate or three languages yeah or four because i know people out there which is amazing by the way that i wish i could speak yes it's definitely a talent but reeling myself back in now as in when it comes to professional aspect i think it's beneficial Mm -hmm. i think myself as oh i'm the whole package and also because i can speak two languages and in the way that being a reality tv producer when they're staffing up like oh they speak spanish is great because it's always going to be one person well, it'd be like talent or yeah you have more anybody. access to different talent yes, that way exactly that they won't speak english that they do speak another language and then they can bring you in as a producer and you can still have that level of comfort with that yes. talent because yes. you're there to like help bridge the gap between yes. production and that talent i can make them feel comfortable i create that connection with them so it's beneficial in that aspect besides communication coming from a hispanic background and living in puerto rico and our culture in itself i believe that because we grew up with not so many things we have to make do with what we have basically that we just have to find a solution for everything yeah nowadays there's more opportunities in the entertainment industry and we see as in there's more space there's There's more space there's more space being created for people with our kinds of background thanks for joining us in this conversation now make sure to subscribe for new episodes and don't forget to follow us at latinas unscripted on social media platforms until next time Oh, 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 oh,